podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. All your KSU gurus are doing game previews. You boneheads sit, bruise, and ride on your ski-doos. Those Boscos work hard for the team they adore. While they interview cats about their buzzer beaters, y'all fend off mosquitoes and sip lima readers. Those Boscos want to give the fans a little more. Sometimes we just want to riff and give our fans a little gift and not have to worry about what we're going to say. Bonehead Mama and Bonehead Paul, we got love for all of y'all. So come on down, it's Free Play Friday. Ooh, Bosco's Boys. Well, come on, boys. The boys are back, and it's another Free Play Friday. We have a guest on, but before we get to him, Grant, how are you doing on this? We're recording this on a Thursday evening. It was almost like summer again. I'm good. I'm a little boozed up. Um, I haven't drank for like three weeks. Had a couple beers tonight with some boys, and I feel nice. I feel loosey goosey, ready well, to record. There you go. I'm sure that will be great stuff. Uh, also, <laughs> making his official recurring guest appearance. This is back to back Fridays for him. It's our friend from over at the Ain't No Seats Pod, Ryan Reinhardt. Ryan, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. Actually, this is three straight weeks when you f- count the Big 12 pod uh, last week and now this week. So I podcast more for you guys than I do my own podcast. So shout yeah, out. Well, we, we don't we don't give primers as an official guest appearance. Okay. Okay. So, yes, you were featured on back to back shows and three out of four. But this is only your second real appearance on the show. So uh, before we get into everything, you know, how, how are you feeling? Uh, has your mood improved at all from that very depressing primer that you gave the boneheads earlier in the week? No, not one bit, actually. Uh, <laughs> I could argue that it's gotten worse. But, yeah, I mean, it's just so hard right now to have any sort of positivity or, like, usually I always joke on Twitter that fans find ways to convince ourselves that things could get better all the time. We'll find the smallest crack. And we'll convince ourselves that, oh, this this means things are going to get better. I can't find that this week. I just can't. So, no, I'm not better than I was on last week's primer. Well, I'll tell you this. If you want to bet on the game, do it over at Bet Online. Use promo code ARMCHAIR for all your welcome bonuses, sign-up bonuses, all of it. You can bet on K-State KU. I think right now the line is 19.5. I think the total is in the 40s, so they really don't think KU is going to be scoring many points. So get over to Bet Online today. They are your online sportsbook experts. All right, so, Ryan, first question we have for you. What the hell has happened to KU football this year? Because at least people on the outside, no one was expecting you guys really to win anything. But you guys have looked horrible. I asked you a couple weeks ago, is this the worst KU team in the history of KU football? You laughed it off. I'm thinking I was right. But what the hell happened? Look, I mean, you're we're really bad, but I, I, I think you're forgetting – the 2015 Kansas Jayhawks. I mean, that's a team that tried to, what was it, spike a ball and we fumbled. Like, we were just trying to spike the ball at the end of a game to win a game, and we fumbled it. Like, we didn't even successfully spike a ball. Like, that team was a complete disaster. The worst team I've ever seen. Now, this team's bad, but I'm just – this might be the second worst team, but that team was worse. That was the only reason I laughed off your tweet. So, I was like, dude, I think you're forgetting the 2015 Kansas Jayhawks. 
I think but, by the end of this year, you're going to have to revisit that tweet. That's just me, though. We could. If our best players keep leaving, that'll certainly cause some problems. Ryan, the rivalry had, I mean, a lot more life dating back to 2018. I mean, you guys almost won in Manhattan. And then, you know, there was last year the buildup with you lot thinking that Les was better than Kleiman, all the shit talk going into that game. What's your mindset been from the 2018 up to the buildup of last year's game? I mean, yeah, I would say last year was definitely the most excited anybody has been about this rivalry game in probably, what, a decade? I don't know, a long, long time. Uh, so I guess are you asking what my mindset was last year compared to now, or what do you – Really from, from that 2018 close loss all the way up to last year's game? Yeah, no, obviously I felt great. I think I did a primer for you and predicted a KU win. And, like, obviously it was kind of like a – I have to give a KU win because I'm going on somebody else's podcast. And at that time we weren't, we were feeling ourselves. We had taken Texas to the final minute and we had just beat Texas tech. That was the highest I've been as a KU fan since 2009. So it's like, yeah, I felt great <laughs> going into uh, that game. And I'll be honest, like ever since that game, nothing has gone right for the program. I want to just piggyback off that question you guys a lot of KU fans it's not just you but I, I recall on your podcast going to last year you guys talking about how great Les Miles was going to be and then basically trying to clown on Chris Kleiman because he came from an FCS school uh a did you truly believe Les Miles was a better coach then and b do you still believe that now a let's not act like let's not act like uh me saying that a guy that won a national championship at LSU is better than a guy that coached at North Dakota State. Like, I know looking at it now, that seems like an absurd thing to say. But, guys, that was just that you, if roles were reversed, you would have done the same thing. If we would have hired, we, wouldn't have, we wouldn't have hired Les Miles, though. <laughs> yeah, but different circumstances. And, like, no, I, uh, listen, I, I loved Les Miles. I had my concerns about the offense and the way that everything ended at LSU and he was just playing the most boring old school football ever. So I was terrified of that. But I just, man, I thought Les Miles would, uh, would, would be, he's just, the, the brain sometimes seems to concern me. But uh, yeah, yeah, so, it should. Yeah. So no, I wouldn't say, but I, I'm not saying Les Miles sucks. Like I think you guys think he does. I think that he's doing it in a way that's going to cause problems. Like we're playing a lot of young guys and for years, David Beatty got time out. Time out. Are you really though? If you look, if you look at your two deep, you guys are playing less freshmen sophomores than anyone in the big 12. Well, yeah, that probably the case because we're not recruiting like Oklahoma and you guys are bringing in freshmen that can play right away. We're not like, so I don't know. I'm just saying like I was, I'm talking about it from a David Beatty aspect where it was like you just saw nothing but juco players that sucked and it was like okay these guys are going to suck for two years and be gone now we're seeing okay this guy he sucks but maybe in two three years he might be good whereas in the other scenario he was just gone so i at least can if i do look for the positive thing about what's happened so far under less it's that we are seeming to do it the right way where you recruit high school kids and try and develop them through the four years okay so after last year's loss i think i think the programs have gone completely different directions. 
what do you like what is the perception of it now you guys again you know i like to have fun my brother was in on it too you guys were convincing yourself that you're about to reel off three or four or five well let's let's make this clear your brother has thought we were going to reel off five (laughs) wins every year since 2010 so he thinks he thinks five's in the picture now so uh you gotta love the positivity but no i mean yeah, we we were high, and ever since that moment, like I said, nothing good has happened. It's just Brent Deerman, our, our our savior, who felt like our savior. Things haven't been going great for him. Granted, our quarterback play is bad. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's from where we were before this game last year to where we are now, I'm actually shocked because it just felt like we were kind of starting to see some positive signs, and now we're just not. Ryan, I want to ask you kind of two questions. First, one, how much importance do you put in the overall series record? And two, if you put a gun to your head, when do you predict KU can win the next game in this series? I mean, the overall record thing, I'll be honest, I think it's one of those things. I think the KU-K-State rivalry it's does. A boomer, it's a boomer thing. Yeah. It's like – and That's it, boomer brained straight yes. up. It has to and be. It's, it's extremely corny and lame that KU fans bring it up. But I think there's a lot of things in this rivalry that I, I just make fun of both sides when it comes to it. It's like, I think the fact that when we bring up the all time record, yeah, no shit. I'm sorry if you guys don't cuss in your pod, but no, Fuck, shit. we cuss more than anyone. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. No shit. You're going to like, like that guy's a loser. <laughs> For saying that, but what I think is crazy is that you guys give those people so much attention and act like that argument. If I were you, I would never even uh, just touch that because it's such a stupid thing to say in the year 2020. There's a fucking blue check who was doing it just yesterday. <laughs> well, blue checks mean nothing. I mean, anybody gets a blue check these days. But yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. It's, I don't, you won't find me firing tweets off on Saturday about the all time record, but I, uh, what was the second question, Grant? All right, we've won 11 straight. Gun to your oh. head. When do we win? When does KU win the next game? I don't have a target date, but I'm <laughs> telling you, it's going to be when you least expect it. It's going to be. It could be like this that. Saturday. Exactly. It's going to be like uh, when, uh, what's there, Clint Stewart and Cartier Martin or whatever came into Allen Fieldhouse in 2005 and just shocked us nobody had k-state having a chance in 2006 like, i did i was like i that. was in that i was in the field house i called it i was wearing my cartier martin jersey and yeah, well <laughs> you know what you guys don't you guys don't have a clint stewart or cartier martin anywhere on your roster so that's slanderous but well <laughs> I, i'll just ask you this so in, in the macro sense how have you always viewed the sunflower showdown rivalry football specifically again you're a few years younger than us uh, so we've seen about the exact type of stuff. Has it always just been, oh, man, you know, don't I don't want to be embarrassed so my friends at high school don't make fun of me? Are you a little bit more like my brother who always looks at like, hey, you know, this is this is it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna turn around. Eventually, we're gonna be better. Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, there's definitely been obviously as Snyder was starting to decline and you get hopes of a new coach. We do that every four years. It's kind of like, okay, well, they're old guys going. He's leaving. We saw what happened last time he left. That's when we kind of – so it was – there was that aspect of, oh, we could be on the up and they could be on the down. But, no, I've never been the type that looks at this rivalry as, like, when when are we going to take over the rivalry? It's more of just, like, I just look at KU football as, please, 
just be decent. Like, I don't – like, I would love to beat K-State, but, like, that to me is low down – low on the list of things that this program needs right now. I want to beat Coastal Carolina, and I want to compete in every Big 12 game and not be turning – like, feeling like I could turn the game off in the second quarter. So, I <laughs> – I don't look at it the way Alan does probably, but I, uh, yeah, no, I definitely just, I remember this rivalry as one that not fondly in it when it comes to football. So yeah, I imagine it'll stay that way for a few more years. <laughs> hey, do you wear boxes or briefs? Uh, briefs for sure. Briefs for sure. Straight up briefs. All right. Boxer so. briefs, yeah. obviously. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. What you need to do is get a pair of the Manscaped boxer briefs because they're absolutely elite. And we don't know why Manscaped doesn't talk about their boxer briefs in their ad raids because they have truly the best boxer briefs on planet Earth. Uh, but they just did a launch of a brand-new product. Ryan, you obviously know. It's the Weed Whacker uh, nose hair trimmer. I mean, we all, we all need it. I can tell on video that you definitely do. Take a look in the mirror, folks. I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking and nice, as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. Um, the uh, premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered, 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. I'm scared to put that thing in my nose. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I know. I'm going to shove it out there the second it arrives. <laughs> That's not the first time you've told me that. But uh, it's intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it is waterproof, which makes it easy for operation and cleaning. Look, Phil, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair. It's a major turnoff, so it's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with a weed whacker. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. Listeners of the show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code capital armchair at manscaped.com dot com that is 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com use the code capital armchair it's time to grab 2020 by the balls i'm changing that to balls because horns makes no sense by shaving that front trunk and trimming that annoying nose hair also head over to bed yeah also over bet on my same promo code armchair for all those amazing bonuses Folks, if you want to bet on elections, I've been burnt doing it before, but, man, some of those odds are making me itch to get over there again. But you can gamble on literally everything over at uh, Bet Online. You can bet on Patrick Mahomes to dominate on Sunday. You can bet on Joe Biden to win the election. Bet on it all. Go over to Bet Online. Use promo code armchair. So this one – Real quick, real quick. Tell the people what happened last time you bet on the election. Yeah, so yeah, so I, I'm not going to say the dollar amount, but it was a lot more than I wish it was because I was having a very good baseball and then college football season back in 2016. And when uh, a certain FBI uh, investigation reopened against Miss Hillary Clinton, the worst politician of all time, I took every single cent that I had in my – online uh, wagering account, put it on Hillary Clinton to win. They reached out to me, said, hey, we'll give you a a smaller payout if you cash it out now before election. I was like, hell no, Hillary's going to win. Then I just drank a bunch of wine on election night and just kind of laughed as I saw stuff come in. So that was the single largest wager that I've ever placed. I'm not going to say how much it was, at least not on air, but it was. You should. You should tell. People, how it's, much I'm not you lost. It was like, it was like, 
uh, a lot of money. Oh, that's was more than I thought it was. He showed yeah. it on his hands, and that's whoo. Yeah. Ouch, that it, it was that. It was that number and a couple more or three more zeros. So it is. It is what it is. So I'm gonna go around first. I'll start with the guest, Ryan. Ryan, what is your all-time favorite game in this year? gaming series no game in this series <laughs> like what's oh. your all-time favorite football game between k-state and KU? oh i mean i gotta go back to the year that it felt like uh josh freeman was just fumbling and stumbling every time he touched the ball and we just absolutely waxed you guys what would that have been that would have been oh nine no oh wait oh wait that was that was the year ron prince got fired the, yeah yep yeah that one uh that one will for all forever be kind of my favorite. I actually remember you guys know Anthony Anthony Schmiedler used to be diehard K State fan, and now he's KU fan, which is wild. But back in that day, he was diehard K State. I was diehard KU. Watched that game with him. Most fun I've ever had. Just absolutely dogging on a guy because he was so confident that K State would win that game. And so yeah, that one for sure. What was that? Fifty two twenty one. Yep, got it right here. Hawks won fifty two to twenty one. Grant, what was week your after favorite? we upset number four Texas? That yeah. was fun. Uh, it, you know, I guess sixty four zero. That's a classic. But honestly, it's like I don't have a standout favorite because, which is sad because I mean that's a very indicative of how sterile the the series has been in our lifetimes. Um, I wasn't there, Scott, for the two thousand and nine game. Um, that probably would be my favorite because it kind of turned everything back around for us. But I guess I'd have to go with the 64-0 because I, I remember that one fondly. Yeah, mine actually was 2010 in Lawrence. Uh, I, I, well, oh, that was fun as shit. Thursday? Yeah, it was, it was a Thursday night. Drove up from my dorm room in Haymaker. Yes. Girlfriend at the time. Shout out to ex-girlfriend Caitlin, uh, who notoriously gave Grant an amazing deal on her ICAT basketball ticket for that year. She did. Uh, Chris Dickey, Matt, there's a big group of us in, in the GA section in the end zone. We were walking up to the game. A bunch of douchey KU frat bros were throwing beer at us, saying that they're about to kick our ass. And then we, of course, that was like 52 to 7 with uh, Carson Conqueso Kaufman just lighting it up. And then uh, that was also the year where we were, we were ranked higher in the preseason basketball poll. So someone tried to say, wait till basketball season. And then I said, yeah, we're ranked number three. You guys are like 12 with pulling on the uh, Sports Illustrated cover. Again, I didn't go perfectly uh, in that basketball season, but we still had fun. Uh, so they that was my three favorite. times that year. No. Oh, were, no, they didn't. No, no. The year before. The year before. My bad. My bad. No. We pull and drop 38 notorious. Yeah. That was actually an elite night, though. I remember that game. Thursday night, we were freshmen in college. That was a great time. Oh, yeah, amazing game. So then what's the least favorite? Ryan, your favorite one, the 52-21. I was also there. I was in high school, drove up, again, with some of the same characters. That was the early, second earliest I've ever left the game, left very early in the third quarter. I was getting heckled quite a bit. Uh, so that was my least favorite. What was, what's was what been your least favorite in this series? My least favorite is easily 2018 uh, because people forget <laughs> The Kansas Jayhawks won that game. Oh, okay. The first play, the first play was a penalty. The first run was a penalty. The second one was a phantom holding call. Okay. That was a phantom holding call. All and I know right. this is taking a page out of the K-State fans' books, and I'm going to point to officiating, but we needed it, damn it. Oh, uh, you mean it. Iowa State? We oh, oh, come on. No, no, no. We self-police very well with officiating. You're talking about Iowa State fans. And also, oh, was that – 
and, and then you guys had the offensive tackle who tried to hide the goddamn penalty flag. He literally <laughs> tried to, like, pick it up and hide it, and then I think he got a 15-yard penalty on top of it for that. Yeah, so that game I was there with your brother, and actually one of the funnier things I was sitting, I was about, sitting with you that game. Oh, yeah, you were. One of the funny things we think about that after that game is, like, we're leaving, and Alan is so mad at how we just <laughs> lost, and it did suck. And, like, this kid we knew from high school, we hadn't seen him in a couple years, comes up and he's like, hey guys, how you doing? And Alan was literally like, wouldn't shake his hand, wouldn't say hi to him, just storm past <laughs> him. The biggest asshole move I've ever seen. And it was all because of how just frustrating the finish to that game was. And then I drove him home and he was silent and kind of a dick the entire time after I drove him back to his stupid apartment. Oh man. All right, Grant, what, what was your least favorite in this series? This one's easy. 2007 loss at home. Um, oh, yeah. K-State, Shit, that should have been mine. Fuck. K-State hadn't, K-State hadn't lost KU at home since, like, 1991. Um, I mean, we honestly should have probably won the game, and that was the Orange Bowl year where KU was the could most stopped, fucking yeah. overrated team of all time. And it was brutal. It was fucking brutal. There was uh, – I mean – it was a packed crowd. There was a decent amount of KU fans there, and it was just like, ugh, it felt terrible. It felt really bad. Good times. We were hyped. I mean, we should have won that game. We should have been up 21 in the first quarter. It was, ugh, it was grotesque. Yeah, it was gross. Uh, that I take it back. That was my least favorite one. Then one of my freaking cousins called me, and we, yeah, whatever. I hate it. <laughs> I'm not going to get go that, down that rabbit hole. So we're going to finish up uh, with a rapid fu- – not rapid fire because Grant and Ryan will both answer, but just instant reaction. I'm going to give a name or a or something, and I want to hear just your instant reaction to it. We're going to go Ryan, then Grant on all of these. So, Ryan, the first one, first name I'm going to give you is Bill Snyder. What's your reaction when you hear that name? Old. Oh, okay. Grant, what do you think when I say Bill Snyder? Bitter. Bitter. I like it. All right. Wow. No um, respect for Bill Snyder. Uh, I, I mean, have respect for Bill, but you're not wrong. He is. He is, a, he, he is a better man. All right, Ryan. Uh, a bitter old man. Mark Mangino. <laughs> Goat. That's my guy. Goat. <laughs> Grant, that, when you hear that. you. <laughs> all right. That, uh, that's all I can think of. I mean. Man's enormous. <laughs> Turner Gill. Come on. It's fucking enormous. Oh, my God. <laughs> Underappreciated. Whoa! Underappreciated. <laughs> Can I go into that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So, I mean, at the time, we were, like, fresh off Mark Mangino, who I just called the GOAT, and we hired Turner Gill. And we did – I mean, he wasn't good, but we also – I mean, think about if we would have just stuck with Turner Gill. I think our program is a, in a lot – better place now clearly than we are now that we didn't stick with him so I don't know I always look back on Turner Gill and at the time we all hated him but now I'm kind of like we probably didn't appreciate him as much as we should have all right Grant what do you what do you think when you hear Turner Gill feckless (laughs) just a (laughs) pussy big time pussy okay Ryan uh, we're going with less miles now excitement because I'll tell you I mean I'm not saying it's excitement right now but I will say when we hired Les Miles man there was so much excitement that guy just gives off I mean he brings buzz to wherever he goes ESPN loves him former players love him 
Like, I know it hasn't worked out yet. I still <laughs> think there's a chance it could. But I'm just saying, the man is excitement. People, you guys don't like Les Miles, but people like Les Miles. Oh, we love Les Miles. I love him. <laughs> I love him. Grant? I, I, you know, I like Les as a guy. Um, but, shit, I think in hindsight, clearly a terrible hire. I mean, you hired a commercial actor, for God's sake. Uh, first thing that comes to mind to me is demented. I mean, truly, I don't say that with any pleasure or joy. I think he's truly demented. All right, the, the next one is uh, the savior of KU football, Brent Deerman. Stud. I, uh, I love Brent Deerman. I, uh, he's – you know, he was thrown into a pretty tough spot. A dude that had no high-level offensive coordinator experience. He steps in last year, first game, torches Texas for 50 points, wins against Texas Tech. Like that guy's a stud. Things aren't working out, but I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's all him. You got to have a little bit of talent on the roster, and you got to have somebody under center that can throw the ball. And he just doesn't have that right now. All right, Grant. What do you have to Fraud. say about Fraud. <laughs> See, this is, why, this is why I Jif, wanted both of you doing a, these. He's a Wave the Weave GIF merchant. I mean, he's a fucking fraud. <laughs> All right, you yeah, have to I, know your personnel. Know your personnel. I'm sorry. We're playing, with the, we're playing with so many freshmen. We have a backup quarterback. Adjust your game plan. You got an offensive line. Play, we don't. No, we don't. We have a terrible offensive line. Our offensive line is terrible. Keep convinced. It was terrible you last you guys year. Because I mean, you're still four weeks removed from losing to Arkansas State. Don't act like the Hawks I, come in and stun you. I, I, dude. <laughs> hey, I said it to you. I, I, I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm always nervous for this game. But uh, I will say fraud for uh, Mr. Brent Deeman. Okay, Chris Kleiman. I, say I, it say it i corny that's what i'll always say about chris Kleiman. the win the dang day stuff i don't think it helped that helped his case like he he comes from north dakota state and then he comes in and he's ranting about win the dang day and i loved making fun of the guy he seems like an incredible guy seems like a guy that you you like he's a good guy but he's corny i mean there's a lot my dad's corny there's a lot of corny people out there <laughs> I'm just saying he's corny all right, Grant, what do you have to say about Chris Kleiman? Fear. Fear. Yeah, I'm that's, afraid of him. That's that's what I get when I think of Chris Kleiman. He is a scary man. Yeah. He's, in, real, in real life, he's he, Yeah, I – yeah. He he's a good me. man. He's a good man. But he wants but nothing to do with he us. Is, he is your girlfriend's dad. He's mm. fucking scary. Yeah. Uh, Puka Williams. All business. <clears throat> Google Williams, king, man. That's my king for life. I love his family. We had so many fun times tailgating with them, got to know them. He was the most I, – I wish I could change my word already to electric because he really was just electric. Every – it didn't matter how bad KU football was, you still turned on the television to watch Google Williams because you never knew what that man could do with the ball. And I love him forever, and it sucks that he's gone. All right, Grant. Criminal. Okay, we're just gonna keep moving on. Deuce Vaughn, what do you have to say about Deuce Vaughn, Ryan? Uh, terrified. You know, I, I said this out loud to my friends the other day. I said, "You realize I'm gonna be 30 when I'm done dealing with this dude? Like, I'm gonna. It's four years from now, because right? He's a freshman, right? Well, he he's gonna get five years because this year doesn't even count. 
cool. So I'll be 31 years old and Deuce Vaughn, I'll be on a podcast where people are like, what? give me one word for Deuce Vaughn. And I will be like, I freaking hate that guy. But it's crazy. It just seems like he was built to be a running back for Kansas State, and he's just going to be there forever, and it's going to suck. All right, Grant. Yeah, we say the same shit about KU basketball players, but typically it's like, well, I guess they'll probably go to the NBA, so we don't have to deal with them as long, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, promising. All right. Uh, he's got a, got a bright future ahead of him. I agree with you. Miles Kendrick, Ryan. Not good. Good or bad. I guess I'll say bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say who because I genuinely don't know who the fuck uh, that is. That's their quarterback that's probably going to start on Saturday. <laughs> I saw him play against Coastal and for a couple quarters. That's that's it. I don't think he played. I don't think he looked that bad, he? but I don't know. Did. Oh, he okay. did. He yeah, got, he played a little. He got hurt and he came in the second half. Oh, Kendrick kind of kind of sparked him. Yeah, Kendrick he looked was better. He looked, Kendrick was the one that like led the offensive comeback. <laughs> All right, uh, Akeem Talib. Favorite. He's my favorite KU football player of all time. I'll never forget him high stepping into the end zone and then in the post game interview screaming into the mic that he felt like Dion. Like that's that when you think of your fondest memories as a KU football fan, it's like those types of things. And Akeem Talib is just the most exciting football player as a kid to love watch so I, I uh he's my favorite for sure grant ugly hate him absolutely hate to keep to leave more than any <laughs> KU football player easily my least favorite KU football player of all time um he's a fucking dirty shitty NFL bastard and he's always getting in trouble at least on the field I hate him I couldn't hate up KU player more. So that was a perfect answer, Ryan. There you go. Uh, Will Howard. Uh, I'll say Billy because it drives <laughs> me nuts that he needs to go by Billy Howard. His name's William Howard. If he went by Billy Howard, I was having this conversation last week. That's a sick football name. Will Howard is so lame. Go by Billy, dude. Come on. Well, people are trying to call him Bill the Butcher, so that might take over. Um, for me, unknown. I don't know. He's got a lot to he's got a lot to show me so far. All right, Ryan. Ron Prince. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> I yes, I agree. I don't that. disagree. I, I want him to come back. Hire him again, please. <laughs> oh no, he might end up in jail. He's a Agreed. bad human. He's a sociopath. That's he's my answer. That's my answer. Sociopath. And an emotional terrorist. The governor's cop. Lame. Boring. All right, Darren Sproles. The Deuce kid who wanted to, get, wanted to go to KU from Olathe wouldn't offer him. I'll say Deuce Vaughn because I feel like that's what freaking Deuce Vaughn's going to turn into. And when I was picturing dealing with someone for a long time, that's Darren <laughs> Sproles. All right, Grant, what do Legend. you have to say? Legend. And then the Legend. Final, final one, Todd Reesing. Legend. Did you just say legend? Sorry, I was. I reading. did, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Todd Reesing's an absolute legend. I love that guy. For me, washed. <laughs> I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is like him going to the Hawk, like at age thirty-five. You look up what Todd Reesing is doing today, and tell me that man's washed. And getting bounced from the Hawk or something, age near forty. But uh, never liked Todd Reesing. In fact, I watched. 
look, I mean, I guess he had a good year, 2007, 2008. Most overrated fucking team of all time. Didn't play a single good team. T- second you played a good team, you got absolutely fucking dominated. But that's not your fault. They weren't good. ACC was trash. We can talk, we can talk about this. Hey, you beat the team that was in front of you. Respect to that. You beat the teams that were in front of you. Respect to that. However, I watched the fucking 2009, and I think he must have been injured or something. But, my God, he was so bad. I watched the 2009 K-State game, KU game of the day, which was his senior year. He was beyond terrible. And they were, like, running through stats, and this is the year that they obviously had to switch up the uh, schedule and play, like, actual Big 12 teams. And he had, <laughs> like, 11 turnovers in four games. And then in the first half, he had three turnovers that game. He just was a fucking bum. He was, he was like, 5'5", five, five, fat. It didn't matter. Orange Bowl. Terrible. It didn't matter. Okay, True. well. You're we'll, right. We'll, orange Bowl champs. You guys, you guys got yeah, that. We do. You're well, right. I hey, you're right. We don't have that. Before I, to you. I do truly. Before we move on, we were on Twitter uh, <laughs> trying to come up with a new trophy for the game. I really latched on to having an oversized bronze salamander. Grant went as far as saying he wants a live salamander named John Brown to be a team pet. If you were going to rename the trophy and create a new trophy for this game, what would you want to do? Oh my gosh! I mean, how do, you guys got to feed me this question before? I really liked the live salamander idea. Can you imagine how much buzz that would bring to this rivalry? It would be and unbelievable. You, yeah, like you're just out on the middle of the field holding something up, and there's a live sal- uh, salamander on it. So, I mean, I'm convinced on that. I don't have any classic idea. If I, oh, I don't know. I really wish I could pull one out for you guys that gave you an incredible uh, idea, but. It's certainly not the uh, Dylan's Sunflower Showdown like we see in other areas or anything that has to do with that. So I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, that's all we have. As always, we'll give the guests the final word. So, Ryan, tell the Boneheads and anyone listening anything you'd like to say. Uh, I mean, it, go. we just had Devon Dotson on Ain't No Seats Pod. Great guy. You uh, K-State fans, you, you know, go, li- go throw us a download. Go throw us a listen. Um, if you ever want to hear what Devon does, he talked a little bit about the KUK State fight, which was a little, which was entertaining. But yeah, ain't no seats pod. That's where I'm at. So that's it. I wish I could say I'm looking forward to Saturday, but I am not. <laughs> well, yeah, keep I, the faith, man. Anything can happen. Oh, shut up, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're just shitting on him earlier. Don't. I literally am scared. Okay, whatever. We're wrapping this up. Everyone, (laughs) I hope you have a great Friday. Enjoy the game on Saturday. We love you guys. Grant, you're a little drunk, but use your catchphrase anyways. I'm a little buzzed up. Meet me at the cathead. Pair of tin cups rolling in the backseat. Russell True.
Network.